In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today, and we start by saying, Rejoice in the Lord always again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always again, I say, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always again, I say, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice again, I say, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice again, I say, rejoice, give thanks to the Lord always again, I say, give thanks, give thanks to the Lord always Again, I say, give thanks. It's a day of rejoicing and thanking God. I'm going to ask somebody who is giving away a car. Father Boris needs a car. Rejoice, rejoice. Again, I say, rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. Again, I say, rejoice. Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee is that all your debts are forgiven. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on Jesus. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. On him, the scripture, Isaiah 61, fulfilled in Jesus. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, To doubtless you would say the proverb, Physician, heal yourself. And you will say, Do hear also in your own hometown the things we have heard you do did in Capernaum. Jesus announces that he is the fulfillment of Isaiah 61. And you know what? It's going to divide the people. Some people are going to say yes, and some people are going to say no. We know what happens. They take him to the brow of the hill, and they want to throw him over. Oh yes, Jesus makes us one way or the other. It's either yes for him or no against him. Jesus makes us make a choice for him or against him. 
I want to tell you I'm for Jesus. Hooray for Jesus, hooray for Jesus. Someone's in the crowd yelling hooray for Jesus. One, two, three, four. Who are we for? Jesus, that's who. The devil's favorite color is gray. It's black or white. We're for Jesus or against Jesus. You know, what we do brings us closer to God or closer to hell. It's black and white in the kingdom of God. There's two kingdoms in this world. You know, the devil loves the color gray. But we need to pick a side and stand firm for Jesus. Stand firm for his virtues. Stand firm for what he wants and is calling us to do in this earth. There's no compromising in the kingdom of God. When we compromise with Jesus and we compromise in his word, the gospel loses all of its power. Jesus came to set free free the oppressed, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Jesus came with his power to set this world on fire. And that fire of God may divide, you know, father from son, brother from sister. But that's what the word of Jesus is supposed to do. Today, we need to understand the devil's favorite color is gray. But with Jesus, it's black or white. And he said... To them, truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. I can tell you that's true. That's very true. They say, well, you know, that's Tom. You know what? He was so timid. He was always timid in this way. But you know what? God broke the timidity. God gave me power, the power of the Holy Spirit. But the truth is there, where many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up, three years and six months, no rain, and there was a severe famine over the land, yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. That's a Gentile, that God sent Elijah to the Gentiles, that ultimately Jesus is going to go to the Gentiles. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to get angry. We're Jews. The gospel is to the Jew first. That's right. But if you don't accept the gospel, I will go to the widow of Zarephath. I will go to the Gentiles. Oh, they didn't like that very much because they didn't like that very much. And the Word of God says, Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian, another pagan. Oh, they don't like this. They don't like this. You see, they're not hearing the word of the Lord, that he's the fulfillment of Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They were angry. They were filled with hate. What is this Jesus talking about? 
going to the Gentiles. They drove him out of town and led him to the brow of the hill, to the town that was built on the brow of the hill that they might hurl him off the cliff. But Jesus passed through the midst of them and went on his way. You see, the gospel is to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. If the Jew doesn't accept the gospel, then the Gentile will be brought to God. And they wanted to kill Jesus. They wanted to throw him off the cliff. It's still true today. I just saw online there was a there was someone preaching the gospel on the street and he was shot in the head. Now he's he's a present day martyr. This is in America. He's getting the martyr's crown. But you know, Jesus comes and he comes in power. And the thing about it is that all these Pharisees, they were captives to their own mind. They were captive to their pride, to their rage, to their anger. We're all, we all are in captivity in some way within ourselves. We don't want to be captive to ourselves because Jesus came to set liberty to every single part of us, to set liberty to every oppression within us and oppression in the world, that we can walk as Jesus walked, that we can be free as Jesus was free, that we can work miracles as Jesus did miracles, that we can have the power of God on our life through the Holy Spirit as Jesus had the power of God upon his life, that we walk in black or white, that we don't compromise on the gospel. We speak the truth in love. It's about speaking the truth in love, though. We don't, you know, we don't go off of people's feelings and if people are offended. You know, we go off truth. Truth, because only the truth shall set people free. Jesus came speaking only truth. He came to do the Father's will, but he spoke the truth in love. Everywhere we go, we need to release truth upon people in love. Truth in love. Because as soon as the greatest, the worst thing in this world isn't sin. It's a denial of sin. Because if we have sin in our life, Jesus can heal it. But if we deny that sin exists, or we deny that we have sin or this is a sin, then we can't be free. Then that... That sin makes us captive to the sin. Whatever sin we have, we become a slave to that. But today, Jesus came to set you free. Jesus came to set every part of you free. Jesus came so that you could live an abundant life. Jesus came so that you could overcome the trappings of the enemy. For this reason, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil, to destroy the works of the devil. And Jesus wants to destroy every work of the enemy in your life. Jesus wants to destroy and tear down every stronghold in your mind. Jesus wants you to be set afire because in the fire of the love of God, nothing of the enemy can stay. Nothing of the devil can stay. Jesus wants to burn up everything of your past, everything of this world, everything that's not in heaven or in the kingdom of God, so that you can burn for Jesus. You can set fire to this world for the Lord Jesus, and he can set fire on you. And you know what the fire gives us? The fire of God gives us freedom. The fire of God gives us freedom. And that's what Jesus wants for you. 
You know, he wants you to operate in the greater works. We get saved, but that is just the beginning. That is just the beginning. We're not living just to be saved. We're living to set this world on fire, to work the greater works of Jesus, and to set liberty to all the captives in this earth. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom. Before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom over me, over me. And before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free. For freedom, Christ has set you free. That's what happened on the cross. He sets you free. You say, but I don't feel it. He sets you free. Whether you feel it or not, he sets you free. Even if you don't feel it, you got to believe it. You, from the cross, Jesus gave you victory in every area of your life. And from the cross, His grace is flowing to you now. From Calvary, you have victory over depression, over fear, over anxiety, over all the works of the enemy. But you need to be strong in Christ. You need to cast down every thought that the enemy may be putting in your mind that doesn't align with the truth of God. You need to be strong in Christ and you need to believe and walk in what Jesus already did. Jesus said it's finished. So in your life, all the grace is already there for you to walk in this victorious, abundant life. But you need to believe it, receive it, and begin to walk it out in strength and in power. And everything that comes against that thought that you're not walking in victory, you cast it down in Jesus' name. You've got to get out of the boat and walk on the water like Peter. Oh, yes, you've got to go against your uh, what you just think that I can't do. You can do. I remember the first time. When I was a priest, somebody came to me to be anointed. And I thought, I'm going to call the priest. And I thought, I am the priest. And I've got to do this. You see, I stepped out of my own comfort zone. And I anointed the man. I had never done it before. But you see, I was a priest. And God was calling me to anoint the man with oil for the forgiveness of sins and salvation of his soul and freedom from sickness. This is so important that we step out of our boundaries. We've all set boundaries. Well, you know what? I'm not a priest. I can't do this. If God presents something to you of a sickness, you have to pray with that person. Why? because he's given you the power to pray. But I don't feel like it. I don't care how you feel. Do it in faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. How are you walking today? Are you walking by faith? Or are you walking by sight? I walk by faith. I want God to do what he wants to do in me, to me, and through me. I want to walk by faith. 
I want to have the faith of a child. Oh yes, the faith of a child. Unless you become like a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Oh yes, I remember in the fourth grade, I had a nun who talked about miracles, and I believed every word she said. I had the faith of a child. Her whole class was about miracles that God did. And I got her again in the fifth grade, and she talked about miracles. And I believed all that she said, that God did miracles in the day that we live in today. You know, Vincent Ferrer is the saint of miracles. Look him up on Google, Vincent Ferrer. He did so many miracles. His preaching was of the last days, heaven and hell. He sent the penitents before him, before him to preach, and they made a way for his preaching. He healed thousands of people. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need a Vincent Ferrer today with another name to go and do what God calls us to do. It's available in the power of the Holy Spirit for those who believe. Vincent Ferrer, pray for us. I kind of am sitting next to the modern day Vincent Ferrer, Father Tom. Matthew 19, Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Everything is possible for God. That's why the kingdom of God is so exciting. When you live with Jesus, he can do anything at any time if you're open to it. The Lord Jesus can move any way he wants at any time. Whether you're open to it or not, God can act sovereignly. But there are spiritual principles where... God usually gives us our free will. And if we're closed off to a grace, we're not open to receive it. But if we're open to all the graces of God, then Jesus can move mightily in your life anytime, anyway. Thursday, Jules listened to the broadcast when we were preaching. We need to go out, pray for the sick, heal the, heal the brokenhearted, do the works of Jesus. He told me he rode around his bike for hours and hours in Lynn. And was just running up to people and hopping off his bike and charging at them and saying, I want to pray for you. The kingdom of God is here. You know, I'm sure some people were pretty scared, taken back. But that's what we need. We need the fire of God to release the kingdom of God. If you tell someone the kingdom of God is amongst you, Jesus is here now. Jesus wants to heal you now. Jesus has a miracle for you now. God wants to fill you with his love now. Give me your hand. Would you like to receive heaven? Most people are going to say yes. But do we have the fire of God in our belly? Are we excited about Jesus? Because, you know, that fire, that it sets other people aflame. You look in the forest, you know, how's a forest fire start? One little wick, 
one little bushel gets a set of blaze. Next thing you know, the whole fire, the whole forest is burning. That same's with us. Just takes a little face of a mustard seed and flame one part of me today, Jesus, so I can turn and burn for you. And flame one person today, Jesus, so we can walk out in faith and you can just set that place on fire. It's you, it's like a child, though. Do we believe and receive? I believe miracles are real. I guess I had that faith. I heard about Jesus my whole life. But when I walked in the Holy Rosary for the days of glory, before I, when I was well on my way to hell, I heard Tyler Johnson saying he chased ambulances around and he would intercept a police radar. And he would wait for people who were dying and he would go to the morgue and he would pray for the dead for them to be raised. And I said, wow, I think I missed this lesson in Catholic school. I never heard this. What is going on? And it didn't happen for many years. But guess what? He prayed and he raised the dead. He raised the dead. And that's just what Jesus was calling him to do. And then six years later, someone, some man died and he called from Texas and he said, I'm looking for someone. They called my ministry. They need someone to go pray for to the morgue to raise the dead. And I said, I'll go right now. I'll go in faith in Jesus name. And I was ready to drive to the morgue to so-called to pray that this man would be raised from the dead. Now, things got canceled and the wife changed her mind, but I was ready to go because I know that Jesus can do anything at any time. And all it takes is my yes. When I saw Lucian Graves, the head of the Satanic Temple in the coffee shop, I said, man of God. Jesus has been looking for you. I've been looking for you. I've been praying for you because Jesus wants to do miracles in your life. Jesus wants to break that spirit of death, spirit of fear, every demon off your life. And he wants to give you an abundant life in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to lay hands and pray for you now. And he said, well, you can pray for me. And I laid hands and I started releasing miracles, the fire of God. I started trying to cast the devil out of him, breaking the spirit of death off his life. Now in the coffee shop, all hell broke loose and kind of got pulled off me. But you know what? I know that Jesus can convert anyone and his desire is that no one shall perish. That right now, Jesus wants to give you a miracle. Right now, Jesus wants to set you on fire. Right now, Jesus has just so many things for you. But are we open to him? Are we excited for him? Are we just living that Jesus, I want to do what you want me to do. I want to move how you want me to move. I want to live how you want me to live. I want to set fire to who you want me to set fire to. Jesus uses vessels. That's the most exciting part. That how can the all be contained in the nothing? See, I am nothing, but in me contains the everything. You are nothing, but in you contains the everything. And when you live in that fact and you realize that you are a vessel of the same God that created this universe, who created everything in it, that at any time anything is possible if you give your yes to Jesus. But today, are you giving him your yes? I say yes, yes, Whoa. yes. I say yes, yes, 
Yes, I say yes, O Lord. I say yes, O Lord. I say yes, yes, yes. It was a low day many years ago. I went into a chapel, and I got on my knees before the Blessed Sacrament, and I said to the Lord, Lord, it's a bad day today. Everything is dark. I want a mustard seed of faith, and I want to plant it here in this chapel, and I'll never ask you again for the mustard seed of faith. I watch it grow, and you know what? It has grown and grown and grown by the grace of God, by the grace of the living God. That day I was low, so low, but in the midst of my lowness, I asked for a mustard seed of faith. And you know what? He's still watering that wonderful plant, and it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger. But it came on a low day. Well, maybe you're having a low day today. That's what you need, a mustard seed of faith. Let's pray for it. Lord Jesus, I need a mustard seed of faith. Come into my heart and plant that mustard seed now. I'll never ask for it again. Water it. Tend it. Let it grow that I can do the works of God. Let it grow so that I could lay hands upon the sick and watch them get healed. Let it grow so that I could announce the great kingdom of God on this earth. Let it grow in Jesus' name. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.